Thank you for all of the veterans and happy Veterans Day. Hopefully you have a wonderful way to celebrate. Maybe not as big of a celebration in the years pre or without pandemic, but hopefully you're still able to do it. And I just want to thank you for all of your service that you have done and continue to do, even though I don't believe in wars, but I do understand sometimes wars happen. Today, we're not going to talk about wars. We're not going to talk about any of that stuff. We're going to be talking about what is happening in the world of crypto. And there's some amazing things that have happening. We're also going to be talking about the markets. Markets went banana uh, this week. Uh, we are, uh, you know, we saw some of the uh, pandemic favorites like the tech basically crumble. And we've seen things that have been crumbling like energy sector just go through the roof. And uh, there was a crazy stuff that was happening. We're going to take a look into that stuff. We're also going to look into what's happening in the futures market to try to guess, predict where we're going to go today, potentially at least to open. Now, how we're going to close, it's anybody's guess. We're going to be also looking at the crypto stuff because there was a potential announcement that some sort of something weird happened with Ethereum with the potential uh, split, hard fork in Ethereum. Is it, is it not, is it happening? But there was a big issue that was happening earlier this morning. For some of us, we were still asleep. For others, well, we were wide awake, trying to figure out why can't I withdraw my money? Why is nothing working? And of course, we're going to explain all of that stuff here today. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, this is absolutely a show for you. Let's do this. We use money daily and we fail to understand the basics of the asset. To refuse to inform yourself is to subscribe to financial tyranny perpetrated not by banks, corporations, government, or technology, but by those of us who use it yet fail to understand it. It is then that we agree to the terms and unknowingly turn our assets into liabilities, allowing our possessions to possess us. But it is time to change. Welcome to Money Geeks. And welcome, welcome, welcome. I do want to take this opportunity to welcome everybody watching this live on OneDealAway.com. Make sure you sign in, say hello. We're going to do a Q&A at the end of the show. As always, if you're watching this elsewhere, do me a huge favor. Smash the like button, subscribe, hit notification button if there's such things that exist, and uh, help me help other people. Let's get this news show on the road. And the kitty is trying to attack the computer again. So if you see me kind of like trying to be a little bit on the frantic side, that's what it is. I'm defending technology from primitives. Kitties. Kitties trying to attack stuff. All right. Just kidding. Not really. <laughs> okay. So all heck broke loose in the markets on the vaccine on Monday. Stock splits into some sort. Others plunged. What the hey happened? So let's take a look. Well, of course, investors were piling into various things and fleeing other things. Reports of outage, outages, outrages, <laughs> probably outrageous too, but outages on online brokers like Charles Schwab, Fidelity, Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, Vanguard, and others where traders could not log into their apps and couldn't make the trade. And that was very, very painful. So this is the part that is very challenging, not just for the stonks, but also for the crypto as well, as we're going to talk about in a moment of what has happened over there on that side of the things that, uh, you know, we have to rely on the exchanges, right? They have to kind of aggregate the data. The challenge with that is that if, uh, you know, 
they're not ready for the surge of people kind of coming in you are left holding the bag so to speak now sometimes that's beneficial because things pump and you're like Woohoo, you know i just made uh, additional cash which is amazing on the other hand uh, you know, things could be going terribly wrong and you lose a lot of money and that's with outrage with the outage uh, comes in. So that's kind of what we're seeing that was happening. So NASDAQ ended up 1.5% in the red. Dow Jones Industrial actually went up as much as 1600 points occasionally and then by the end of the day losing about 800 points and being up 2.95%. And S&P spiked 137 points and, of course, uh, was up by 1.2%. Now, here are some of the pandemic winners that we've been seeing going through the roof that basically had this giant sell-off. Zoom went down 17.4%, Netflix down 8.6%, Amazon down 5%, uh, Facebook down uh, 5 Nvidia uh, 6%, Apple 2 Microsoft 2.4%, Tesla 2 um, and then uh, Google was basically uh, unchanged, uh, unchanged. Enormous uh, bloodletting in certain corners of the pharma and biotech space among the COVID-19 vaccine stocks. So when uh, uh, when you know uh, uh, Pfizer, I want to say, uh, announced the potential of the coming in, you know, people just basically exited everything, right? So uh, you can see that it's like negative 45 percent, 38 percent, 37 percent. 32%. I mean, these are like crypto uh, moves. <laughs> these are definitely crypto moves for sure. <clears throat> now, Pfizer announced the COVID vaccine news. It shared, uh, uh, its shares uh, jumped 15%. And then, of course, uh, right away and then uh, uh, over the course of the day kind of gave up some of that stuff and closed the day up 7.7%. Big gains in numerous sectors, including travel, entertainment, restaurants, uh, mall reads, uh, retail, energy, and so on. This was absolutely crazy. So you can see that like Delta up 17%, which is no nowhere near. Uh, Sabra, which provides software as a service to the airline hospitality, went up 40%. Carnival went up almost 40%. Norwegian Cruise Liners up almost 27%. Uh, Simon Property Group, the largest mall REIT, uh, up almost 28%. Uh, CBL Associates uh, basically went up uh, 46%. Macy's 22 AMC uh, 51%. Again, these are just some crazy, crazy things that we've seen move. Uh, crude uh, went up over 10%. Energy stocks also went up. ExxonMobil up almost 13%. Chevron uh, up 11.6, uh, uh, oil drill or uh, Concho resources up 14.5%, just crazy stuff that's been going on. And then long-term treasury uh, securities went rogue. Prices dropped, yield spikes, 10-year treasury yield spiked by 26 basis points from 0.7% to 0.96 at the close. And this is the highest that we've seen since the March. Uh, gold and silver got hammered down. Gold went down 5%. Silver went down 7.6. We know that silver is much more uh, faster to move on up and down. Now, interesting piece that after hours, uh, you know, we've seen some changes. We're going to take a look at after slash before hours um, in a moment. But Beyond Meat uh, basically uh, plunged 28% after hours in, tra uh, in trading. And uh, of course, it also dropped 4%. 
during the day and uh, it reported a loss of 19 million on 94 million revenue but the interesting piece is they also announced a partnership with McDonald's I don't know if you saw that or not and uh, the shares instead of kind of going up on the news are still continuing to plummet so this is an interesting sort of a, a twist that you know sometimes things just you think are going to move it up but they don't let's take a look at what's going on with the futures so here's the S&P futures as you can see they are definitely on the up signaling potentially that S&P is going to open higher today but again uh, not you know not a guarantee here's what happened Monday look at this thing it just went bananas it has come down since then and uh, we are on the sort of healthy trend on up over the five days uh, Dow Jones up as well five days same story as it was uh, with S&P 500 Nasdaq Nasdaq had this giant dip down here it recovered incredibly well mostly trading sideways over the last a few hours <clears throat> as you can see Nasdaq futures are down down quite a bit and even in a month look at this thing it went just ballistic down into early November it climbed up November 8 only to come back down but on the six month we are doing just fine still unable to claim the September high crude oil as you can see it's up on the on the futures market by 3.29 percent this is huge look at this I mean, it was kind of like flattish over here and it's just been on the tear on up uh, we did see the early November kind of hit the, the, the local law low um, and it's been climbing up since so will the trend continue who the hey knows gold still down and continue to kind of come down as you can see we saw this giant drop on Monday and mostly staying sideways um, here is a one month thing on gold here is the six month and as you can see we're still above the six month uh, beginning but we're definitely down from the high uh, silver is telling basically the same story just slightly more volatile as you can see five days definitely down one month definitely down but on the six month we basically were starting here in May at fifteen dollars and sixty nine cents and are now at 24 but we were hitting you know uh, 29 then we kind of came up uh, to 27 right kind of trading there and uh, came back down over here Treasury yield as you can see it just I mean this is a straight line on up and is still holding it just shy of uh, 1% or uh, uh, you know 1 so it's 0.972 um, it's been definitely on the way up um, even in the six month time period year to date we are down uh, but that kind of makes sense and uh, here is where it was this like super super low thing uh, that we've climbed on back up um, yet again so the yield is up the prices are down very interesting and then the VIX volatility is definitely down uh, over the, the last uh, one day even the five day if we go to one month you can see there was volatility that picked up in October we've come down severely since then and uh, you know this is the high basically in March uh, but you know we've come down and it's been mostly sideways with an occasional you know up and down here and uh, that's that's what's happening in the traditional in the traditional market space now we're gonna go in and take a look at what is happening with the crypto stuff because 
you know, sometimes they ride in tandem, sometimes they don't. I think that there's going to be a, re a decoupling of it in a big, big way. I think we're seeing that happen. Uh, but again, you know, you just need it to run a little bit low, uh, longer before you can call it a guarantee, a sure thing uh, that is happening. So here is the BTC when I started sort of uh, putting things together for the show. Uh, let's uh, take a look and uh, slightly down, but still holding above uh, 15,000. So Bitcoin is at $15,554.51, up for 1.2% over the 24 hours and 11.1% in seven days. Ethereum is also holding strong, well above 400. It's been holding above 400 for a very, uh, for a very long time, for a while now. For a while now, it broke over that 400 holding steady, uh, slightly down in the last hour, but still up 2.2% in 24 hours and 18.5% in seven days, definitely beating the Bitcoin. And as we scroll down the uh, the, the top 100 by markets, uh, you can see that we're having a little bit of split of, um, you know, the, the green and the red, uh, but on the seven day, you will notice this is that, that column right here where my mouse is. Um, it's predominantly in the green, in the green. So let's take a look at the biggest pumps of the day, 24 hours. Um, all our LRC is up 27.9%, Yuma up 16.8%, uh, Vitae 12.8%, uh, HBAR up 10.5 nexo 8 and then it goes down into single digits if you would um, from from the the what the high uh, so to speak uh, if we take a look at this sort of the the dump uh, mana is uh, one of them and that's the central land uh, coin I'm gonna uh, share with you in a moment kind of what's been going on there uh, but it has pumped 34% in the seven day now, MANA is, uh, uh, you know, the central end coin, and uh, it's been holding, uh, holding steady, but what we've seen, and I had the article, but the computer crashed, I had to restart everything before the show. So, uh, they had listed on Coinbase recently, and we do know one thing, is that when uh, when we see coins list on Coinbase, let me see if I can adjust the lighting. Ooh, that's a little bit too bright. We don't want to do that. Shut it off. Shut it off. You don't need to see me. You need to see the screen. Uh, but anyways, so it pumped up really heavily and of course we know that it lists on coinbase it just goes up through the roof it went up about 60 percent from the listing and now it's coming back down uh the other one that was also listed on it was civic uh cvc i i don't see it over here uh, at all at all at all at all so it didn't dump as much but civic went up um almost 600 percent since it listed and uh, it has it has come down since then. And uh, here I actually have pulled up Civic chart. Hold on, wrong chart. Uh, to take a look at what's going on. Hold on. There you go. So you can kind of see what has transpired. So it listed on Coinbase somewhere around here, um, and it uh, it went on up. As you can see, all the way up to like uh, almost 17 cents. Since then, it has come down to, uh, you know, 10 point something cents. Um, and I'm just kind of analyzing this. This is a 30 minute candle chart uh, to take a look at what's going on. But you can see uh, that, you know, Civic has kind of gone sideways for a while. It has come up with a pump. 
um, I've done a little bit of a drawing to see if this is going to basically hold up as you can see you can look at the MACD it was definitely in the overbought category now it's in the oversold category will it hold above this uh, this line I don't know as you can see it looks like we're having a little bit of a support right here at uh, whatever this line is so at 10 and uh, 3 cents uh, right now is a 10 uh, three five so we'll see if it actually breaks um, underneath it uh, but if it bounces off of it this is going to be very bullish because we're going to have basically double bottom which typically signals that it's going to go down and MACD is definitely signaling that we're in the undersold uh, category which could be very bullish um, at least short term if we take a look at a four hour chart uh, hold on it doesn't like when I do this um, it's still showing MACD in the um, overbought uh, category but kind of coming down with the volume being on the sell side as you can see but here is it was uh, super down here that was happening uh, let's see if we could do all uh, oh goodness gracious uh, one month uh, so you can kind of see what's been happening here let me see if I can change this to maybe one day one week maybe and uh, here is the chart of what's been going on so it used to be up um, you know well above a dollar uh, back in uh, 19 it has come down since then but now it's trying to reclaim and as you can see I mean it went up 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 uh, so it should be an interesting play with it but this is that coinbase effect that I wanted to share with you that mana experienced as well there are a few other coins that experience the same thing. They go up ballistic, come back down to some sort of normal level, and then normal trading could kind of continue. So <clears throat> this is the interesting piece that a lot of the, the traders kind of go in. They look at what is about to list in Coinbase, buy, wait for it to come up, sell, make profit, wait for it to come back down, and then maybe they buy again, maybe not. Uh, it's going to be an interesting thing. If we take a look at the seven-day winners, Ave is up over 104%. Um, it has been dumping since then a little bit. Uh, Wi-Fi is up 87.9%. SNX 74.9%. So we are definitely seeing uh, big pumps happening with altcoins again. They are starting to come back to life. Uh, when it comes to the dumping, CRO is still on the biggest loser end followed by XMR which is uh, Monero uh, Numerator is down 4.2 and then we go into uh, you know zero point something so I'm not even considering that any of the dumping things overall market is doing pretty well uh, it's enjoying a relatively speaking uh, good um, you know good moves uh, good uh, markets and stuff uh, but now I want to take us into what is going on with uh, or what was happening uh, with uh, with Ethereum. So here is the news that kind of broke uh, earlier this morning. Ethereum service providers experience issues after reported blockchain split. This is huge. And uh, here is what was happening. There were some network issues. Um, uh, earlier this morning at 8 o'clock um, European time, let's call it that, UTC, Ethereum infrastructure provider Infura 
said it is experiencing a service outage for its Ethereum mainnet API. Now, Fiora provides API access to Ethereum network and other applications and services, especially if they're not running their own nodes. Um, and so if something goes down with them, uh, that's kind of what's happening. So it prompted some Infura users to halt Ethereum-based services over the issues, including MetaMask and Binance. Uh, and the problem at Infura looks to stem from a problem with Ethereum client Go Ethereum or Get. Uh, Binance and Blockchair tweeted soon before press time that they had possibly been a split in the Ethereum blockchain and Blockchair added that it had fixed the issue by upgrading Get. Ethereum developers announced a change on the code that led today to a chain split starting from block uh, 11234873 at 7 o'clock uh, UTC. That's kind of what's what's been announced. now. Course, they were calling it technically an unannounced hard fork. We're still waiting to get news of what is going on, and of course, they believe that the changes may have been made a month ago by the developers, which caused the split today. Is it truly split? Is it not? We don't still know quite yet. But the price of Ethereum uh, has been unaffected at the price time, and as you can see, it's unaffected even right now. So that's kind of where the updates were at uh, 10 o'clock UTC. They said uh, Binance said they reinstated services for Ethereum-based tokens, and Infura says that the team has identified the root cause and are preparing to fix and restore the service functionality. So this is kind of what's been going on with Ethereum um, blockchain. So this is going to be an interesting one to follow. But as you saw from the prices. There was really no changes whatsoever in that sector. Now, I do want to talk about some of the other components that I think are important to discuss and talk about. And one of that is that, uh, you know, uh, Bitcoin is definitely still on the rise, on the tear. Everybody's kind of jumping into it. Well, I don't know everybody, but people are definitely jumping into it. And here's an announcement for one of the top banks, world's largest banks, issuing bonds that can be bought with Bitcoin. This is a huge move, not just for finance, but also for cryptos. China's construction bank has caused, uh, has used blockchain technology to issue the first tranche of a planned $3 billion worth of debt. They partnered with a Hong Kong-based fintech to issue the first-ever blockchain-based digital security. CCB is ranked as second-largest bank worldwide by total assets as of fall 2020. Digital bonds will be issued through an offshore branch of CCB in Labuan, Malaysia. They, play, they, uh, they will be paying an annual interest of LIBOR plus 50 basis points or roughly uh, 75%, uh, 0.75%, sorry, not 75%, 0.75%, which is much higher than you can get anywhere else. Uh, but then again, now we're seeing that the 10-year treasury, uh, treasury is paying 0.97, so who knows, maybe it's not as high, uh, but it is definitely high. Now, one of the things that is a slight red flag for me is the fact that they are still using LIBOR, plus 50 basis points and LIBOR is going away. It's scheduled to go away in 2021, which is right around the corner. So it kind of doesn't make sense if you ask me personally. Of course, they're saying you can buy it for as little as $100 a piece. 
Now, bonds are being used as tokenized certificates of deposit in the blockchain, which supports the issuance of such small sum bonds. The tokenized certificate of deposit will be tradable on Fusion Exchange, and the exchange, which is regulated in Labuan, will launch live trading of the bonds on November 13th. If the bonds are popular, the digital exchange intends to initiate similar products denominated in other currencies. And the residents of United States, if you were thinking about buying it, China, as well as entities uh, and persons in Iran and North Korea will not be able to purchase the digital security. And it is very interesting that United States has been put in the same basket with China, North Korea and Iran or Iran, uh, depending on how you look at it. So that's uh, one of the very interesting pieces that I have thought over here. I don't know how you feel about it. Let me know how you think if the United States is being put in the same basket with North Korea. Yikes and ouch. This is the first publicly listed debt security on a blockchain, but I don't think it's going to be last. Now, in additional news, Lebanon Central Bank will be introducing digital currency in 2021. If you know, Lebanon uh, uh, banks, uh, central banks have been struggling a big deal with their currency. There's been rises and problems and bank failures and, and uh, run on banks and all this crazy stuff. And now they're actually issuing um, basically a digital central currency in a bid to restore confidence in the banking sector and move economy to a cashless system. This is going to be an important one for all of us to monitor and to watch because it is going to be very interesting move to see how they actually program their money and what they will be doing. They're of course looking to compete with the digital yuan, with Libra, with Bitcoin, with everything else that is happening and this is going to only continue. So we're going to see more and more of this stuff happening and it is something that is important to take a look at. Now, one of the things to kind of finish off with today, slightly shorter show than normal, is Bitcoin price. And I do wanna take a look at over here with the Bitcoin price kind of happening. Um, here we are, we can see that we have been going. This is an interesting piece that I have been looking at. Uh, this is a four hour candle chart. We go sideways, pump up, go sideways, pump up. So we've pumped over 15,000, approached almost 16, came back down to the, you know, uh, mid to low uh, 14,000s. And now we're doing sideways move. As you can see over here, this is incredibly good and incredibly bullish. And you can see right over here, it looks like we have fairly strong support at just slightly over 15,000. I believe that this is going to continue to kind of stay in within the channel and then typically uh, potentially going to go up. Now, one of the things that I did want to point out, if we take a look into this stuff, let's take a look at the six month, um, is that it is normal to kind of go sideways up, sideways up. What we've seen recently is that, you know, it went from 10,000 to you know 10 11,000 to about 13,000 from 13,000 to 15,000 so now it's trying to come uh, come up with the footing and then uh, what I think is going to happen instead of going from 15 to 16 it is likely going to gap to 17 maybe even 18,000 so is it possible some people are saying is it possible that we're going to hit 20,000 before the end of 2020 yes I think it's definitely possible uh, but we'll see nobody knows what exactly is going to happen or how this is going to play out. 
So there you go. Slightly shorter, slower, slightly shorter show today. Say that fast five times, Nev. I can't. Um, I want to thank you for watching. Do me a huge favor. Smash the like button. Subscribe. Hit the bell button. And I will see you tomorrow. Until then, stay forever money blessed. And do remember, you are only one heal away.